0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies. Hello, everyone. I'm Allison Turner from MLB.com. Here for a second week in a row with our special guest Jack Corrigan, longtime radio announcer. And Jack, I wanted to start uh, talking about Carlos Gonzalez. Um, I we've talked about him a lot on this podcast throughout the season. Um, but what what do you see? But just kind of going into the off season. I mean, I read a lot about him. It seems like his future is quote unquote up in the air. But he signed for a few more years at very large dollar figures, um, and he ha- he's had an, an amazing season. So where do you see um, him going from here? Would he be somebody that would be in a lot of trade talks? You think this off season?
0: You know, I think that's going to be probably the number one off-season discussion point in in terms of what the Rockies are going to do. Allison, I I, I really think um, yes, there's about I think 38 million, maybe a little more than that, left on the contract. And while that's a lot of money within the the, the Rockies' uh, budgetary constraints. Uh, At the same time, it's almost uh, below market value for Carlos with the way he's played over the last four months. And and, and you add in the fact his value within the clubhouse, how well-liked he is by his teammates, that I I don't, you know, I'm certainly not going to say the Rockies wouldn't move him in the offseason if the deal was right. But I don't know that it's an automatic thing taking place. I think if somebody's going to go after Cargo, uh, they're going to perhaps have to to overpay for the Rockies to give up on him because I think within their salary structure right now, they can handle his money um, a, a little better than they could have, say, Three months ago when it was he and Troy Tulewitzki that they were dealing with. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds.
1: Yeah, when you said he's so well-liked in the clubhouse, it seems like, I mean and of course I'm just kind of reading everything that's been written about him, about the Rockies, so I'm at a distance, but he seems to have such a good attitude, a realistic attitude toward. Um, this part of the business and where the team is and and what could happen to him. He seems like the kind of guy that would not let anything really affect him when it comes to rumors and things that are swirling around him.
0: Yeah, there's there's no question to that. I think the best example of that is in the first two months of the season, uh, I mean, he did virtually nothing. I mean, he was hitting below 200, had a couple of home runs, single digits in RBIs in late May. And, you know, now he's among the, the league leaders in both homers and runs batted in and has put almost 100 points on his batting average. Yet if you were around Carlos in those first two months of the season, he was the same guy that he is now. And and I think that's one of the things management really uh, has grown to appreciate even more. It would have been real easy for him in those uncertain times to to be uh, distant, to to be uh, standoffish, if you will, with not only the media, but with his teammates. And if anything, the opposite was the case. He was upfront about his struggles, saying it was going to turn as soon as he got his timing and confidence going after the surgeries he had undergone over the past couple of years, and uh, the proof is right there when you look at the stats right now that, that he knew what he was talking about.
1: Absolutely. So so let's talk about the pitching a little bit, and there seems to be some improvement there. I mean, of course, we're talking about, um, you know, slow improvements, but... They were. they had been allowing a lot of walks all season, so they were second most in the National League behind the polling parade. The, there seems to be some improvement lately. Um, so just looking at just like the starting staff as a whole, that has to be encouraging as it's, we're in an evaluation period now. Of course, September for the non-contenders is seeing what they have for next year. But it has to be a little bit encouraging to see that sort of solidifying itself.
0: Without question, I think, um, you know, take, for example, a, a young man like Chad Bettis uh, in his uh, first full year as a starting pitcher and some of the uh, structural uh, changes, some of the approach changes that, that he readily accepted uh, from the new pitching coaches, Steve Foster and Darren Holmes, and now he's starting to see as a result of incorporating the, the the different elements to his pitching. And I, I think you move forward and say he's one of the guys they look to have in the rotation next year. Uh, they have another season left with Jorge De La Rosa contractually. And really over the last three months, uh, he's been the the leader, the veteran presence that they wanted to have. John Gray was brilliant in his effort last night against San Diego in a in another non-decision, and they, they like his progress. You get Chris Russen, uh you know, a left-hander maybe finding himself a little later in his career, much as De La Rosa did with the Rockies. So I, I think they, they go in now into series and feel like, hey, we have three or four more starters where we go out and feel like there's a chance to win as opposed to many of the times when, when the ball club felt like um, they were a long shot to win that night just because the starting pitching either was a little short talent-wise or, or too inexperienced. And I think that's slowly changing, and it's reflected in, in better results over the last three weeks.
1: And one final topic. I wanted to get your insight on this because I've been asking some reporters that are covering um, teams that are not in a division race. But it's interesting that uh, to hear somebody like Zach Greinke say that you know, they need to revise this September roster thing where you should, the, the, the fact that you can call up as many as you want, there's all these pitching changes, the four-hour games, it's getting very boring for the fans. Uh, it seems to be a little tedious even for the teams. Um, and so there's been some, some, some more prominent people, some managers have been talking about that, maybe like a 28-man staff, where you can have any 28 players you want for a given series, you can do whatever you want with them, and then you can change those from series to series. You see maybe that gaining a little bit of traction at this you know free-for-all 40-man roster thing might need to be tempered a little bit moving forward?
0: We were talking about just that subject, Walt Weiss, the Rocky Skipper, and myself, Ryan Spillboards, a former player, one of our broadcasters, in the dugout before yesterday's game. That, That whole idea that you play five months with one set of rules, then September, which should be the biggest month of the year potentially, You play with a different set of rules, and then you get into October if you're a playoff team, and you go back to the original rules. Um, I I like the idea of you have a 40-man roster of people, and you can decide, you know, on whatever they do with the number, 28 or 30, or you do maybe perhaps like the NFL where you might have 30 guys, and you designate the 25 for a particular game or a particular series. I, I think there are obviously tweaks to go back and forth. And in, in terms of looking at the process, but I, I certainly agree with Zach Granke. I think it's, uh, it's been a longstanding uh, situation for me that, uh, you know, Bruce Boce he just following the, the, the system, but you know, he sometimes you get him going batter by batter to get the final six even nine outs with the different pitchers. And it does take away from the quality of the game and the integrity of the game really in a lot of ways to to change the rules uh, just for one month. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I hope it is something that gets adjusted.
1: Me too. I'm in total agreement with you on that. Um, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it and hope to catch catch up with you down the road.
0: That sounds great, Allison. Always enjoy visiting. Thank you.